What's up, people? Welcome to a Bread of MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm back with my favorite comedian in the world, Greg Romero Wilson. <laughs> I think you are, for real. Like, you're my favorite. You're, you're one of the few you're people that I mention your name and I like smile. <laughs> so uh, I was in well, your- thank you. I appreciate that. Brief, man. Uh, you missed it. So last week, uh, I, I tried doing like a third podcast because I was in my hotel and I didn't know if you're going to do any podcasts this week, so I wanted to load them up and um, because of Thanksgiving. So You're I had, smart, man. Listen, you I, you do things I would never do. So I had Nate the train on, and uh, nice. Well, no, it wasn't that nice because he didn't know how to put his sound on on the Zoom, so <laughs> I could see him, but I couldn't. So I just ended up interviewing myself. Uh, I ended up like talking as if I was Nate the train, and he was like, was just going yes or no. So if you want to laugh. Uh, and also, yeah, that's on the last, people, the comments were like, this is a great interview. This is why I got like, <laughs> amazing content. Like, it's probably one of your best. They're probably yeah. like, oh, what are your best interviews ever? So, uh, anyway, I was in El Paso, by the way, which is, uh, I saw that my, uh, one of my hometowns. Yeah, I know. I, I love El Paso. I love that club. Um, you know, and I they re, they've redone it a little bit, right? Like in terms of the green room and stuff like that. I mean, I heard they'd uh, given it a bit of an upgrade. So I look for, I'm doing New Year's Eve there. I'll be there for New Year's Eve. And uh, so I've heard they've done some good things. It's great. And like, it's one of those clubs where the, the, the crowd like comes to laugh. Like people are there. Oh, laugh. for sure. For sure. I mean, people don't think, uh, you know, oh, El Paso. But honestly, it's one of the longest running clubs in America. And it's all consistently the audience are there to have fun. Yeah. They're great audience. I always have tremendous shows there and I've obviously got a good audience there because I, you know, graduated high school there and I played there a million times and I love the owner and the, the Reed family. I, I love them. They're very, uh, they're good people. hundred percent. But when I was single, it was, I used to go there and it was a lot more fun. Not, like I get a lot more work done now that I'm married. <laughs> like I'm more productive. <laughs> But I, remember, I gotta tell you, that's true for everyone in all of life. You get married. I, somebody, I'm writing. A, I, I actually am writing a bit about that. My my fantasy football joke, you know, because yeah. all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm not gonna chase puss. We're gonna do like, a little work on my shit, you know, like 100. Like I used to. I look at. I'm like, I've written so many jokes since I've been married, and I'm like, a lot of that is because I'm not on Tinder, fucking swiping all day long. Exactly. You're not exactly. You I have all so, this brain power my, available to do other stuff all of a sudden. I would set my locations for where I was going to be. So if I was going to be in El Paso next week, I would start swiping a week early or two That's weeks That's just early. smart. Listen, um, and can I tell you something? That is my greatest regret. Uh, uh, not reg I, Is it regret? I, I just, one of the things that drives me crazy about life is that I was single for so long. And then that fucking device finally does, which is what I, the one thing I wanted to do, which was find me puss. And I was already, you know, with my engaged and, you know, down that road. So I never got to try any of that. I, I dropped out at Craigslist. Well, that was the level that I, that I, yes, but also, but the thing out. is about Tinder and, and Bumble, you're a lot more like excess expendable, basically. Like, like the people are just like, Oh, next, next, next. And it's more about matching for a lot of people than actually going on the date. It's just a, it becomes a fucking video game and people try to score a match. So it's a, it's a, it's a huge time suck a lot of times. Um, Greg, can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but anyway, there was one time though, I went to a strip club in El Paso and I, and I, it, this was like the worst strip club. It was like, you like brought your own chairs kind of a thing. Like there was no, and this girl came up to me, this like cute Mexican girl. And she's like, Hey, I'll have sex with you for $200 in your car. And I was like, uh, how about 40? She's like, fine. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, no, I, I can't. I, I've never, I've never paid for, for sex before. So I'm like, okay. So what, what, what I did was I'm like, how about you come to the comedy club? So basically now that you're married, you're like, where is she now? 
I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, ready to pay for it. <laughs> so I'm like, come to the comedy club and we'll hang out, you know? So I hung out with her all week. Like she became my friend. Right. Uh, and and I, she quit stripping and the whole thing. But it cost me like Well, you know, usually you have a kid that slows it down. But it, it cost me like 500 <laughs> bucks in like dates. Uh, <laughs> like I was like... <laughs> I would have been anyway, but uh, no. But she was she was a cool chick. But, but that was a fun El Paso thing. Uh, meanwhile, my wife fucking talk about money. So I'm trying to say, you know, at this house, my wife gets these shoes, right? She's like, hey, I spent I bought, got a new pair of shoes, four hundred dollars, right? And I'm like, okay, four hundred bucks, you know, like that's a lot of money for shoes. But if you're gonna wear them, you know, I've never she now. But it should be said though that she has her own career and she makes her own money and is yeah. highly contributive on that level. Does very well, right? But I'm like, still, like, you know, I've never spent, I, I never spent more than $100 on shoes, and 400 bucks. So she's like, oh, so anyway, she gets them, and I'm like, they look worn. She's like, oh, that's how they come, pre worn. I'm like, you spent 400 bucks for someone else to wear your shoes? Oh. No. She's like, no, they, they scuff them up in, the, in, in Italy. It's, it's handmade Italy, and then they, 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 dam they make it look. I'm like, you gotta your fucking, like, you paid $400 for used. Immigrant shoes is what you're paying. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding, They're right? going down to the homeless shelter and taking the shoes, selling them to Americans. To <laughs> I know, I can't stop looking at them now. They're just sitting there, and I'm like... <sighs> so so the, she's like, you're such a... Uh, what did she call me? Jew. You're such a boomer. No, no, a boomer. <laughs> a Jew, right? So then I'm on the road, right? I'm on the road. And she goes, uh, hey, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna get a car, right? I'm, I'm gonna get a car. Uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, get a car. She's like, you know, I'm giving. Do you care if I, if I get, I get a Porsche? I'm like, you gotta get a Porsche, but you know, I figure whatever, you know, get a car that you want. You work hard, blah blah blah. You work your ass off every day. You're up at seven, you know. So then she's like, so then I'm like, she's like, hey, so the, the car I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a Mercedes, a Mercedes SUV, because you know she's selling her car and it's safer and it's. For $45,000, right? So I've never said that. I'm like, okay, it's a lot of money, but blah, blah, So then I call her back. I'm like, how much are the car payments? She's like, 700 a month. I go, what? Oh, my God. I go, she's like, what? I go, you said it was okay. I go, I didn't say the, the payments are what I cared about. I, I thought you were going to make like 300 you know, for the next uh, 700 a month. I go, she's like, but it comes with everything. I'm like, does it come with a shower? Because we're going to fucking live in it, you know? And then... Uh, <laughs> And then she's like, she goes, what, she goes what, what should I put down? I'm like, me. Put me fucking down. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. Because I figured it was just going to be like 300 a month. I mean, it's still a lot of money, but like over like, you know, 100 years or something. Well, 300 a month is obviously not reasonable for a luxury vehicle. I mean... But I mean, I, I, I mean, five hundred a month is expected, but seven hundred a month, you're really, ooh, you're yes. really, you're really grinding my gears. I don't even uh, want to go in the car now. Net. I don't even want to drive the car, dude. So I get in the car. The car so is. She amazing. got the car. She, she got, got the car. car. She got the car. The car's amazing. I gotta say, I'm driving the of car, course. right? Now, so you said it's a Porsche. No, 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 no. A Mercedes SUV, right? Oh, Mercedes. Oh. So there's like a keypad. Like you could yeah. like next to it, like a like a like a mouse pad, right? And then there's all these buttons, right? I go, what's this button for? She's like, oh, it it, it massages you, like while you drive. Uh, I'm like, really? Like the uh, does it come with a happy ending too? Like a fucking a massage? <laughs> like like this is what I'm a, a fucking massage? I would expect that from a Toyota, not a Mercedes, but. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, my wife. Thank you for showing up. I had to make a Jewish joke uh, because you weren't here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, and it's important to note, Adam is Jewish. Yeah. yeah, my wife basically bought shoes, right? Four hundred dollars pairs on shoes, that, you know. But then I'm like, I'm like, they look like they've been worn. She's like, oh yeah, they come pre-worn. That's like the look. It's supposed to look like they're like they're stuffed up for four hundred dollars shoes. Yeah, I'm like from Italy. I'm like, how much did the guy who before you pay for him? A thousand? He wore him. Then, then I'm on the road, and she's like, I'm gonna get a new car. I was like, okay. She goes, how much? What do you want to put down? I said, I don't know, a thousand dollars. She's like, we put five down. I'm like, fine. She said, I got. I'm getting a, a Mercedes. Blah blah blah. So the, the whole day goes by. She's like, I bought the car. I go, how much were the payments? She didn't call me for the payments, right? That was the most important part. 
She said seven hundred a month. I go what? Like, uh, so I'm I, are you kidding me? So that that's what that's where we're at right now. I've, I've never, uh, yeah, I've never. Anyway, how are you, Sean? I'm doing all right. I drive a really nice Escalade. My payments are only five thirty, so your car must be really nice. No, it is really nice. Well, it's you know you got to pay that import tax. By the way, Sean, you are uh, so funny. So you go to Florida with your girl, and you drive to Florida from Indiana because you refuse to wear a mask on the plane. Correct. Yep. <laughs> and the ticket was only eighty dollars. Like we could have both flown for eighty dollars round trip, but I was like, nope, I'm not wearing a mask. Does your girl want to kill you for this? No, she's um actually she kind of goes along with the program. She trusts my judgment, but no, she's kind of anti-mask too, man. It's not uh, I'm not anti-mask. I'm anti being told I have to wear one. Like it's safe right. the vaccine. But you so you'd rather um, drive? What was it? Twenty hours? No, for my house it's only about ten and a half or so. That's not bad, but still, I mean, uh, I like. Well, the, hour, my house to the airport's an hour and fifteen minutes, so I would have an hour and fifteen there. And then you got to wait to the airport an hour and a half. So I've already been, by the time I got there and flew down, I'd be in six hours anyway. So, you know. Yeah. Like, crazy. Uh, so let's talk about some, some of the stuff going on right now. Um, ben Askren and Nate Diaz are fighting on Twitter. Basically, Jake Paul said that he, so it, it kind of went down like this. So like Jake Paul said something where he's like, you know, uh, he was talking shit to, uh, so actually, there was a, an article saying that Ben Askren said that Jake Paul's a good boxer. And then Nate Diaz goes, yeah, but, you know, Ben Askren sucks. He's a wrestler who can't fight. So there goes that, right? And then Jake Paul goes, he's, you, you have three times as many losses as him. There goes that. And then Ben Askren chimes in. He goes, uh, well, you can't fight either. Uh, and now Ben Askren's like, I will go back into USADA and I'll fight Nate Diaz, like, tomorrow if they let me. So now it looks like it might be Nate Diaz versus Ben Askren. I don't think that Dana White's going to sign off on this, only because he got knocked out by one, in one minute by, by Jake Paul. So if Ben Askren comes back and loses, then all of a sudden – or if he, it's like he wins, it gives Jake Paul uh, you know, credit. If, if like he loses, it's like, well, we just paid Ben Askren. And Dana hates Jake Paul to the point so much where it's like he's probably like, fuck this. But who do you think actually wins that fight, Ben Askren or Nate Diaz? First of all, I would just like to go on record as saying this is the only MMA podcast willing to cover the biggest fights on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? I mean, actually, I get it. This does, you did lead up to a point yeah, that yeah. is relevant to discuss on the show. But at first, I'm like, the fuck? Who cares? But... If we are talking about Ben, I mean, come on. I think, now, first of all, I don't think Dana has any reason not to sanction it because there's money. And who fucking cares so long as he makes money? And also, once Nate Diaz knocks him out in two and a half minutes, it's only going to value the fact that he's a terrible boxer and shouldn't have been in the fucking ring with what's-his-name anyway. But Ben might win. I mean, there, and it's no, he's not going to. I mean, if he decides to wrestle him, yes, but that isn't going to prove anything about his boxing. It's going to prove that, yeah, no. he should have never gotten in a boxing ring. But that's what but he goes. I mean, that's what ha Ben says. I suck as a boxer. You're right. But, uh, but you suck as a fighter. Uh, but we need to know, Sean, who is this fight? Uh, I would say five years ago, Ben Askren pretty easily. The Ben Askren that fought, um, uh, what's his name? The. Um, Real good jiu-jitsu guy. The last fight Ben Askren had. Damian Maia? Um, yeah, they might, the one that fought Damian Maia would probably lose to Nate Diaz. I've heard uh, repeatedly from different sources that Nate Diaz only has one fight left on his UFC contract, and he's trying to go out on a win um, because he's going to box Jake Paul like they've already got set up, and he's going to make millions to do that. I don't think Dana wants him to go out on a win because I think he wants to be able to say, this is a guy that could win fights in the UFC, you know, like with Nate leaving or whatever, you know. Um, so... It's crazy that Nate can make more money boxing uh, a YouTuber than he can in the UFC with as big a following as he has. But uh, I think that's what Conor McGregor's doing, too. I think McGregor's only got two fights left, and I think he's trying to parlay it into a Jake Paul four million pay-per-view by thing boxing match. It's, uh, it's crazy, man. It's uh, insanity. The UFC really – I mean, I, I don't blame the UFC. I used to have a business, too, and I paid Mexicans $60 a day to unload trailers because that was the going rate. Uh, didn't matter if they were Mexican, but um, – that was, uh, that was the going rate at the time. That's what guys were going to work for. Um, so I can't blame the UFC for paying as little as possible when guys will accept it and fight for practically free. But uh, 
it's a shame, you know, like most pro sports are 50-50 or maybe even a little more to the uh, players. And everything I've read is 12 to 15% of UFC revenue goes to uh, the fighters. And probably half of that to Conor McGregor. So. All right. Well, uh, a lot to uncover there. I was going to say, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I mean, but, I was no, trying to get all I could work in shop somehow, and I had nothing. I, I, I was going to say, but it's an incredibly cogent point. And and you're incredibly right. And the only solution is for people to stop paying to see Jake Paul bullshit. Well, Jake Paul, that's the only solution. Well, he, so long as he be, can do that and give these guys four million bucks for one fight, we're going to continue to see this. Well, he's got to be Tommy Fury because Tommy Fury's an actual boxer. I don't know if he's any good. It's, it's basically Tyson Fury's little brother, but he's an undefeated fighter who looks the part. So he's got to beat Tommy Fury first. Uh, Dana White, they've, they've, they've actually, uh, they're willing to like train Tommy Fury. It's, they're giving him, like, <laughs> they're setting it up so he could train at the UFC thing for free. All right. In uh, other fight news, this week, your friend. Wait, uh, is, is this a Twitter thing again? Or are we no, no, actually, no, this this is, is real fights. Okay, okay. This is real fights. So Triller. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You just said we these from were Twitter real fights. No, but this is actually oh so, so Thriller Fight Club has an event this Saturday where they're fighting in a trigon. Well, you let them know Dustin Diamond is no longer with us, so he is not available. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, I guess Dada Five Thousand uh, came up. Him and his company came up with the idea for the trigon, and I guess Thriller <laughs> stole it. Uh, I mean, as Angela Hill says, let trigons be trigons. But they're fighting, in a, they're fighting in a trigon. And this week, Frank Mir is fighting Kabrat Pulev, who is actually a real fighter who's like fought – he fought against uh, Klitschko. Um, he, he fought Anthony Joshua. He lost. But he, he, had, he had some semblance of an Eastern European title or a, a European belt. Matt well, Mateo. thank you for the clarification that he is, in fact, a real fighter. Uh, if he were going to – if he were fighting like a, a, a 3D rendering, I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's a legit probably boxer. Sell great. He's a legit boxer. Okay. Matt Mitrione is fighting in this. Uh, Wait, he is? Yes. He's, he told me he was done two weeks ago. He'll never fight again. No, he's fighting in Triller this Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I think he meant after this fight. I think he <laughs> must have been it. He's fighting Alexander Flores, and then Mike Perry is also fighting in this. And also, Metallica is playing in this as well. They're having a concert. <laughs> I don't know if it's dirty. Because if anything's been proven over time is that concerts on pay-per-view are awesome. It's way better than being there in person. I don't know if Metallica is playing during while they're fighting or before or after. Uh, uh, listen, somebody's dumping a lot. Triller's taking all that Jake Paul money and putting it, putting it right in Metallica's pocket. I'll tell you that. So the you, know, the, uh, most... you finally got to one thing that made me want to watch. <laughs> The most surprising thing about that whole story is that Dada 5000 has a company. <laughs> so, I, well, it's, it's, it's somebody else's name, but he's involved. So they're fighting in a, in a triangle, right? Right. And I guess it's boxing rules, but uh, you could also, you can clinch, and then you could do spinning back fists. So <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Anytime you're in a triangle, you got to allow spinning back fists. <laughs> they should call it a triad instead of a trigon. Oh, it is. It's called triad combat. You're right. Triad oh, Combat. Oh, that makes sense. Triad Combat this week. Uh, I, I'm excited about this. Uh, I, no, Frank Mir versus Tulev. <laughs> One week out. Uh, Metallica is playing songs through the night. Then once the fights are over, they play 75 minutes straight. Okay, that's, what, that's what's going on. Uh, are we excited about this? <laughs> I look very I like much forward to streaming it illegally, yes. <laughs> I would like to apologize to our fans who have listened to 22 minutes of bullshit. <laughs> well, hold on, Greg. Don't, don't get uh, too down yet. We go from Twitter to Triad to the Island Boys next. So we'll <laughs> oh, okay, so we still – and listen, there's eight more minutes of garbage, but then we're going to talk some real fighting. Uh, okay, by the way, the Island Boy is, says that he sold his soul to the devil a week before he, he, uh, that, that like, song popped. So people are very concerned about that. All More right, proof so. the devil buys souls at a hefty price. <laughs> proof that when he went down to Georgia, he decided to just hang around in Florida. So, so John Jones announced that he's 60 days sober, but, uh, but he got arrested 58 days ago. So, uh, mm -hmm. so it doesn't really make sense 
So he's a sober domestic abuser. He just don't want anybody to get that mixed up. It's not when he drinks that he beats his wife. Listen, let me tell you something. Those first three days are rough. (laughs) You you want to kill everybody during those. That was her fault for being there. They should have locked him in a basement (laughs) with a bucket and some food and a TV and just been like, you're on your own. Well, people were saying that he didn't say 60 days in a row. He could have just... 60 days total sober. Exactly. If you count, now if you count when I was a child, it's 66 days. All right. So did you guys watch the fights over the weekend? Some. All right. Misha I didn't Tate. even know there were fights. Uh, amazing. Uh, Misha Tate beat, uh, lost to Vieira, Caitlin Vieira. Uh, I thought she won two rounds. It was a, it was a good fight. Um, she actually better in her striking, to be honest. Uh, Vieira just looked just was just that much better, but Misha did do that one thing where you know checking the oil. Where yeah, oh, she, there was a classic mid five finger bang, and even when she released it, she went right back for more. <laughs> she did use the butt in the. It's it's. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, she was deep. That's something she I was, think they should add to the triad rules for the spinning back fist. <laughs> yeah, mid five finger bang. Also, spinning back fist, also the oil trip. <laughs> So uh, Misha lost, but it, I thought she looked she looked good. I thought she looked fine. I didn't think she looked bad. I think you were right, Greg. About except how, at the end of the fight. And she, oh yeah, her face got fucked up. Her face. Did yeah. Look, look well, good. and I think that ultimately cost her the fight. You easily could have given her two of the first three or four rounds, you know. But then that five fifth round. I mean, when you're when you look like that, and she looks like she just got up from a nap, you know. I mean, yeah. you, you can't you can't give her the round. You can't give her the fight. I mean. Because she, she got busted it, up at the end. It was funny, though, because like, at the end, Vieira said she wanted to train with her for like the next 10 days. And they're like, well, obviously, she had her thumb up her ass. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, she wants to train with her for the next 18 hours. By the way, it is, it is Don Fry's birthday today. Uh, happy birthday, Don Fry. Um, happy birthday to the legend! Yeah! Don's not with us, but we do have uh, Greg Fry. Uh, how are you mm-hmm. celebrating your birthday? Oh man, what a day, what a day, good day to me, Mother Fried, I'll tell you, good day. <laughs> I woke up, I woke up, and I, I, I had run over an armadillo, and I had been saving it for a big occasion, I wasn't even right, I can't do any armadillo, so I put that thing in a broiler last night, had a good old Don Fry armadillo sandwich. Wow, <laughs> this sounds very manly, uh, and then tonight, what are you up to? Oh, I'm going to sleep with the bones of the dead armadillo. That's the plan. <laughs> oh, God. It's a, it's a double header. It's a double thing. We waste nothing out here on the prairie ranch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, good for you, Don. Uh, happy birthday, man. And I uh, hope you live another, uh, I don't know how old you are, but I hope you live another 60. Enjoy that car your wife bought for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it's such a nice car. I'm afraid to go in it. I'm a terrible driver. Like I got a letter saying I'm one of California's best drivers. Uh, that's, how, <laughs> that's how, and that's all it said. It didn't even. <laughs> Who's it from? Is it even from? Yeah, no. Is it someone that tracked you down? I was like, I just want you to know, no. you're one of California. Or is it from the DMV? No, from or, the DMV. Oh my god. So we want to let you know you're one of California's worst drivers. If you keep it up, you're gonna lose your license. But it wasn't even like. That's all it said. It, I, it, it, that was it. It just said, uh, dude, they're the, probably worried about the car too. Dude, the worst accident I they ever saw got, the title registration. They're like, Oh God. Dude, one of the worst accidents I, I ever got was one time I was, I was like, it was like labor day. And, uh, there was like 30 people ready to make a left. Right. And I'm just like, I was in a rush. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to pass everyone on the right, which was a shitty fucking an asshole move. Right. Right. But I, like, but I was like, all right. So I passed like six cars. I made a wide, a wide left, and then a car just boom hit me. I was like, "Fuck!" And it was completely my fault. Like I was, it was an asshole move that I did. And the the, the six people ready to the returning were all gay people on the way to a, like a, a party or something, like a, a, a gay picnic. And they all came out and they were like, "Accident! I'm a witness." And they start running around saying they're they're witnesses, right? I'm just, <laughs> so I'm sitting there like I'm on the side of the road like this, like fucking you got to. <laughs> I mean, luckily people were okay that, that I hit me. I made sure they were okay. But and that was the day Adam Hunter gave six blowjobs. 
<laughs> to avoid an increase in his monthly premium. Dude, one by one, they cursed me out. Well, guy comes and he goes, hey, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. The guy goes, well, you look like shit. And then he fucking snapped. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what did Bruce Buffer say to you? Oh, <laughs> boy. There it is. Dude, yeah, that was like the worst fucking. That was, that was, you know, I hate, to, I hate to jump on the bandwagon here, especially one that McCorkle's driving. But <laughs> I, I had to think of you, McCorkle, because you know how Buffer every time has to come up behind the ref to hold the mic in front of his face when he announce it. And I'm like, you got to know that's his favorite part of the whole time. <laughs> Dude, I swear, I, this is the honest truth. I may have told you. I'm fighting Stephen Struve, co-main event, UFC 124. And so I'm on TV for the pre-fight for the first time. At first fight in the UFC, they just played it on Spike, so you didn't see the entrances or anything. Just basically go, you know? Spike, that's so, right. Somebody had told me uh, about Bruce Buffer shortly before that fight, like a few days before. I don't want to say who it was, but um, they had told me that Bruce Buffer was a fancy boy. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but as I'm out there, I see him jumping around with that big black mic in his hand, like doing this or that, and I start laughing right before I'm ready to fight Struve. I'm so nervous, I can't even, like, stand it. But that cracked me up, like what you're saying, like seeing him handle that, his ease with handling the big black microphone. That was all I could think about right before I fought Strew. And there's a, I don't know if it's on the regular DVD or what, but on somewhere you can see either fight, whatever it is, their, um, their little online service or what, but you can see me look hey, at Bruce Buffer. Yeah, you can see me smile at Bruce Buffer as he's announcing me or whatever. Like I'm all nervous walking back and forth, and I like a little bit of a smile as he does that because that's what I was thinking. It's, uh, it's weird the things you remember <laughs> during a fight, but. Dude, so, dude, there's a um a TikTok video, right, of this guy who's uh, a gay guy that has like you know makeup all over and like glitter, and he's like, and he starts off the video. He goes, uh, "Okay, parents, uh, leave the room. I want to talk to the children, right?" And you know how, and then how people like can make like those other like they just they just you know yeah yeah they make the side by side videos and whatever. So, yeah. every, so right when that happens, <laughs> people go. No, you're not talking to my fucking kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like the angriest. Nope, not gonna happen. You're not. <laughs> like, like, Especially leave the room. No. Okay. No. 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 That's inappropriate for anybody to say. It's like it's one angry guy after the next. Going, nope, not gonna fucking happen. Like, like the super, like you know, like black like Christian, like nope. <laughs> you don't tell my kids to leave the fucking room. <laughs> like, no shit, dude. That is that that boy. That's not a good start. <laughs> kids, leave the parents. I want you to leave the room. I want to make sure your kids can keep a secret. <laughs> you remember when uh, Soupy Sales got fired? Well, not obviously. You guys weren't alive then. You ever heard the, uh, the whole story? What happened? No, I don't even know who that is. So he was a famous yeah. comedian from like the fifties. I yeah, want to say sixties. Was, like, was like he was he had like the biggest kid show ever. Like it was the number one kid show on. He was like a, he was a comedian. It was like a great gig for him, right? And uh, and he told the kids one day it was like there was like three channels back then. So he had like one show, and he told the kids, "Hey kids, when your parents are sleeping tonight, they're not looking." Send a dollar to Uncle Soupy, right? Which at the time was like fifty dollars, you know. And then he put his address. That was the, like a joke. But all these kids sent the fucking send money. That's awesome. <laughs> no, he got fired the next day. That was like the end of his career. Uh, Luckily, he like, probably made enough. He never had to work again. <laughs> I think they had to give back the money. I think uh, he said, "Hell yeah, kids, send the dollar to Uncle Soupy." I listen, actually, if they send it anywhere in New York, that money never made it anyway. <laughs> I, I actually met him. I, I, I used to work at this place called Joe Franklin's. Who was like, was like, oh yeah. He was this old school radio guy, like very famous back in New York. Uh, and uh, Soupy Sale, we had a big opening and he came and he was on stage. The guy must have been like 90 years old, but he was telling, he had a joke to tell. And he goes, uh, his joke was, he goes, I went to the bank and asked the teller to check my balance and he tipped me over. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Soupy Sale. I thought it was a great joke. Like, I was like, that's a great, clean fuck. Like, I love jokes like that. Like, that, like basically, you know. Well, it's a nice, short form, quick punch joke. It's very much real wordplay. It's very much right up your alley. Yeah, no, I, I was laughing. It killed. It fucking killed, you know. It would have done great on Twitter. Yeah, it's like when I do, <laughs> I, dude, people always ask me, like, you know, when I, whenever I do a, a cruise ship, you got to do G-rated shows. Like, well, like, what kind of jokes do you tell? 
I'm like, well, I do a lot of family stuff. And if I tell one-liners, the joke's like, uh, I used to race horses. I always lost. Horses are fast. You know, <laughs> yeah. Jokes like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Michael Chiesa and Sean Brady. Uh, good man, fight. It was a good fight. You know, this is one of those things, Sean, where like, all right, so Brady won the first two rounds close. Chiesa won the third round big. If it was a pride rules, like Chiesa would have won. Because if it was, right. you know, Chiesa did more damage. Um, in a five-round fight, I give it to Chiesa because I think he had the momentum. But he just got started too late. And also it was weird. Like, he was having, like, too much fun in there. Like, he, he had lost the first two rounds, and then he gave the guy five after the round was over. Or he, like, hit him in the butt. Like, hey, good, good, good round. And I'm like, that was just a little strange. Like, is that how you ever fought? Like, you, do you, you ever lose a round and, like, say good job to the guy? No, I was a real sore loser, so I can't uh, can't imagine doing that. It's um, I've often wondered, man, how the UFC judging would go if they didn't do it by the round, if they just scored the overall fight. Like if somebody that watched it, like a judge that really knew fighting. Right, it would definitely be influenced by the later rounds on the first. That's the yeah, that's the problem I thought about. Is if it's the third round and the guys win, and you're going to think, well, he won the fight because at the end, the end would count for more to people. But it just uh. I don't know, man. I guess that's the way it is in the streets. You, whoever wins at the end is who's actually won the fight. So I don't know. Not that we need to go by the streets, but right. we need well, to see what the trifecta yeah. rule is. So yeah, no, I, I I like the way that they do it, but I think it, there is something where, like, you're right. In like a real fight, you would have given it to Kiesa because he. But I think no. Yeah. Didn't one judge give all three rounds to uh, to Brady? I thought one. Uh, Really? No, there was 30, 27. That was another fight. That was the Yanez versus Grant fight. That fight was this guy Yanez. Man, it used to be one twenty-five pound guys were like not hard to watch, but there was almost never finishes. There's yeah. this crop of like Mexican one twenty-five pounders that have fucking power. Uh, yeah. They're just knocking people the fuck out, and it's making people look really excited. The whole division is like actually a lot more exciting now. Uh, I think that's what will happen when your whole division is looking at getting wiped out if you don't start making it exciting. You know, they were getting ready to shut the whole thing down, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Yanez fought Grant, and Yanez won the fight, but one guy had it 30-27 for Grant. Like, lost every round. Even though it was just – it was it was strange. What's up, people? It is Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Okay? Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. You got to head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. It's not just football. Okay? Bet Online has pro and college hoops. They got NHL, they got boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Uh, you know who I felt bad for was Joanna Calderwood. Uh, it, but this girl, Talia Santos, needs to get a title shot next. Yeah, she's dangerous. She is something else. I want to see her versus Shevchenko. I mean, there's no one else right now. Who else did she – did she just beat somebody like two weeks ago? No, no, that was this girl, Loopy. Uh, Loopy Gonzalez. She no, that was last week. I know that. Same to Greg. No, exactly. No, don't you see exactly? You're trying to put that on me. Don't you put that on me. <laughs> no, when was – she fought pretty recently, I feel she like. Roxanne Montefiore a couple months ago. Uh, Maybe that I don't know. I guess I thought right, we saw like, yeah. Just, this girl like because Calder was a good fighter, but she it, yeah it didn't it wasn't very competitive. This girl just fucked. Joanne Wood, we definitely just saw a few weeks ago, didn't we? No, no. That was oh, crazy. we were just talking about it. You know what? I'm I'm old. It's all good. I'll tell you what was crazy. So I would like to say this way really quickly. That Vieira Tate fight was a very good fight night, five-rounder champion. I was very proud of those girls. They really got in there and scrapped hard. I was like, okay, I can't say this. Is a, this is a, it was a great headlining fight. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was, I, I thought it was good. I, I actually thought maybe you had more of a point. <laughs> like, no, I, I just want to say it because I'm always like, what the fuck is it? This isn't a headline, you know, but there was a good one. I just wanted to say that. I felt like it was important to note. Now, um, 
Cody Durden, right? I want to hear your, uh, actually, maybe I don't want to hear your opinion on this, but so Cody Durden, uh, he won his fight. It was a close fight against uh, a Mongolian uh, fighter from, from Mongolia. Aqualung. Who, who trains out of China, right? So Cody won the fight. It was a close fight. Uh, it was a good fight. Yep. And afterwards, they interview him. And I like Cody. Cody's a buddy of mine. But afterwards, he gets on the mic and he goes, yeah, you know, I work really hard and I had to send them back to China, right? So <laughs> the whole fucking Twitter erupted. Like, that's racist. That's bullshit. Blah, blah. All the people were like, well, it's not race. And, it's a pr- and if you, you would have said, I'll send them back to Finland and the guy was from Finland, would you guys care? And then they go, well, it's a, it's a whole – and then, so then Cody comes out and says, look, I'm not racist, but the guy wouldn't shake my hand uh, afterwards uh, or, or before the fight, yada, yada. So then they go back and they find all these tweets by Cody and where he's using the N-word but with an A, you know, like he's right. saying A. But they're going back to like 2011, 2012. I mean – Back when that was acceptable. <laughs> it wasn't acceptable then, but, but – I, I, I mean, I it wasn't just acceptable. It was the only way to get followers. <laughs> so now that people are going back and they're like, I mean, look, uh, I, I know Cody. I don't think the dude's racist. I think he might have been young and stupid and said some stupid shit and then didn't realize that one day he was going to be in the UFC and, and that this is going to be a temperament, yada, yada, yada. I, I don't think he should get fired. Uh, and, and in the China thing, it was it – was, it was it the, something that I would have said if I would have won? No, but I don't think it was the worst thing I've ever heard. But people, people would fucking erupt it. They're like, "There's no place for this, this and that." Uh, Greg, if what do you? He thought? wanted to avoid that. He really just said, should have said, "I'd send that mongoloid back to China," because then they would have been worried about mongoloid. But those are people from Mongolia, right? No, no, so, you don't call them mongoloids. I, I, I was, I, I was in Mongolia. They, they do not want to be called mongoloids. That's like a, uh, that's a real bad term for them. All right, uh, twelve. That's weird. I think here Make people a like snip, to snip it. at twelve thirty-eight. <laughs> no snip, snip, this one. Uh, Did you guys what? catch my joke earlier? Where I said he also said China with an A on the end. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good and unrecognized. That was a good fight. Jack, what are your thoughts? It's on better that? than saying China. You do not right. say China. <laughs> Send it back to China. See, then you, you just sound Italian. You say China, you sound Italian. Hey, send him back to China or something. Greg, what do you think about this? Is it racist? I mean, uh, and I really, and I do feel this way, that we have gotten so, we're so beyond the pale of calling everything racist. He was making a joke, send him back to, which is, I'm assuming he is a Chinese fighter. I thought he was. It'd be one thing if he was just saying that and he was actually from Singapore or something. But I think he is a Chinese fighter. I mean, and like you said, if he said, send him back to Sweden, would anybody lose their mind? Send him back to Holland. So I think it's just, people have gotten, they're just so eager to resist, resist. And it's like, okay, calm the fuck down, everybody. Jeez, this isn't, Again, he didn't, you know, call him the derog- some of the derogatory terms. And he sent him back to China. He sent him home. He sent him- Basically, he said, I sent him packing. Only he was specific about to the, I-, I don't know. To me, I think everyone needs to calm the fuck down. That's I agree. I, I agree. Sean? I don't know, man. I just love people that don't know the difference between race, nationality, and religion. Like, they think Muslim is a race. Like, that's racist if you say something about Muslims. Or if you say, like, I said something about French people one time, and somebody said that's racist. I was like, really? I thought there were black, white, Asian, French people. Like, I could be wrong. But the fact that people don't know, like, Mexican is not a race. You know what I mean? Like, Chinese is not a race. Like, that is a nationality. Like, it just... I think people just want something to whine about, man. Like, this whole world is insane. The whole... uh not to get on the Rittenhouse thing, but it cracks me up that that's racist, like, or whatever, that he killed two white people. I'm just, whether you think he should have or not, it's not racist. Like, it's just weird. One guy was yelling the N-word the whole time. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, the the child rapist was yelling the N-word, and then he's he's lucky he didn't get his ass whipped by the Black Lives Matter people that were there, so. Uh Yeah, yeah. Now, now the thing is, is that. uh, So, (laughs) what? But the murder is still bad, though, right? We still are against murder. We are as a group. I'm against, I mean, I, I am against murder, but I've got, look, my opinion, he shouldn't have been there to, like, protect. Like, the mob shouldn't have dropped him off. You don't drop off a 17-year-old kid with a gun uh, at a rally. Like, that's not really great parenting, in my opinion, right? At the same time, but when he got there, the one guy did attack him, and he, and that guy was, and then if you're going to, not that, Murder's okay, 
but the guy did rape five kids uh, and was an awful human being. And, and, and it just, that dude did go for the gun, right? And the other guy was beating him with a skateboard. It did seem like it was self-defense. The whole thing was bad. Uh, it's, uh, you have to take out the fact of whether he should have been there or not. If someone, the guy that got his bicep shot, he was pointing a gun at him. You yeah. deserve to be shot. Like, and he's a multiple-time felon. He shouldn't have been there either. The guy hit him with a skateboard. If somebody starts hitting me with a skateboard, they're getting shot too. Um, and as far as the other one, I never saw the footage of the guy, but the fact that he's a child rapist kind of makes me not really care uh, what he was doing if he got shot, so be it. But um, that, uh, yeah, I just don't understand why race got brought into any of it. I mean, I know is that a Black Lives Matter thing, but I don't think, I don't think if he'd have shot black people, a Black Lives Matter thing, I could see like, man, that's going to be really tough to defend, but it isn't like he went on a shooting spree just to attack white people because he's racist. So. Greg? I think we should just keep race out of everything. I, I was going to say, uh, my point was, uh, no, no, I'm not cool with murder. But uh, back to fighting. Back to fighting. Uh, and the uh, fight, I think it was, yeah, I think we're, we're just, we're just so well, also, like, touchy it, about it, every, like, every, said, And the other thing is, everyone acts like they're so blameless. Like, they live perfect lives. I've met like come on everybody just go back home and chill the fuck out also like if a Chinese person said I had to send him back to America I wouldn't care at all I, I, I probably like the person better I probably laugh yeah I had to ship him I had to send him back to Des Moines I mean again I, I think just I mean he made a geographical statement I don't think it was intended as you know of course then there's the 2011 tweet. No, but then they found a bunch of Chinese, they found a bunch of uh, ridiculous tweets about him. Like, I think he said, like, if, uh, if a Chinese woman pregnant, man, I feel like a Goku's going to come out. I mean, they were just these stupid Chinese jokes. They were just like, I mean, just ridiculous. The whole thing is, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Cody's a good dude. Personally, I know him, and I don't think he was trying to start a fucking culture war. Uh, all right, now. That being said, uh, Diaz. All right. So Are we canceled yet? Do we? Uh, what time is it? You can't cancel. What time do we get canceled? Twelve. We have, to, so. we have to get more popular for us to get canceled. All right. Okay. So Diaz, Diaz thinks that. By the way, don't so, I know it? <laughs> all right. He's. So whole, I know. But has been trying real hard for three years. <laughs> so all right, Nate Diaz. This is Jake Paul. Uh, you get smoked in a real fight, though. You can't really fight. Boxing matches with wrestlers only. Let that sink in, right? And then Askren says, and then Jake Paul said, I own the entire city of Stockton. Uh, and then... <laughs> uh, he did buy with, it for $17, though. I was going to say, anyone with $35 and a decent credit score can own all of Stockton, okay? Not an achievement, buddy. Uh, and then uh, and then Ben Askren, yeah. And then so Askren, I don't know Askren versus Nate Diaz. I, you know, sign me up. I would I'd watch that in a heartbeat. I don't think Dana would be into it. I think Dana's really pissed about about Ben losing in one minute. To uh, I think he thinks the fight was fixed too. Uh, it's, it, it seemed like that. But yes, because they're all fixed. <laughs> 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 so stupid. It's wrestling. It's re- it's wrestling with boxing gloves. Huh. So, I'm dying uh, to know if that no knockout clause is a real thing, man. I would love to know that. Uh, and, uh, so Tate says, 16 months ago, I was birthing my second child. Uh, so that's why, so she's okay with losing. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> like, Can we just talk about Luke Boon Me versus Loopy? That was just uh, a battle of deliciously good names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't help but think if you were in an abusive relationship and doing heroin 16 months ago and starting a family, (laughs) how different that fight could have been. I don't know. All right. Uh, Upcoming fights. Uh, This week in one championship, uh, my friend, uh, the monkey god, uh, Jared Brooks is fighting. Uh, He's a guy who's 16 and 2, totally overlooked, got kind of fucked by the UFC. I don't know why he got cut. Uh, He's fighting Lito Adiwang. Uh, it's going to be uh, in one championship. Um, yeah, so that's going to be uh, this, I think it's this Thursday, that's right, it's 20, or maybe Friday. Um, and then, you know, he fought in my won? promotion, Adam. He fought in my, uh, when I did the pillow fights with the girls, he wasn't pillow fighting, but that was one of his early MMA fights. Uh, he, uh, I didn't know who he was. Like, I, he went out and whipped some dudes ass real quick, but he's like one of the smallest guys I've ever seen. Um, 
They didn't like it because during the fight, him and the guy were clinched up on the fence, and I yelled out, stand him up, which I thought was funny. But, <laughs> they were really little. But, uh, no, he can really fight. So after I was like, man, I can really fight. They're like, yeah, he's like a superstar, I don't know, like Olympic caliber wrestler or something yeah. at 78 pounds. So Yeah, he was like – he's a guy who's like 180 and two in high school. He's just one of those dudes that like I, – I, 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 he's, like, he's like the me of comedy. When he, when he finally makes it, be like, where the fuck has that guy been? Or, or, or Greg Wilson. Like, we've been around. We've been killing for fucking years. Everyone that knows, knows, okay? But because we're not on certain podcasts and yada, yada, yada. But what eventually, huh. the shit happens, right? The shit happens and people are like, holy shit, this was amazing. Overnight success. Yeah, yeah okay. Overnight success. Like Jim Carrey. Then you got to be like Rodney Dangerfield. Be real bitter about making it later in life the rest of your life. Dude, Dangerfield. Oh, not just Rodney. Uh, what's... Uh, um Sanford and Sons. Uh, Lamont? No, I'm just kidding. No. That was his son's name. Yeah, that was the kid. Red Fox. Red Fox. Red Fox. Oh, he was very bitter about his late success. Yeah, but Dangerfield, though, helped out so many comics, uh, you know, more than anybody. All those young comedian specials, they they were amazing. Yeah. They were amazing. I heard heard Well, he he broke. I mean, think about all the comics he broke on that. He broke uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Sam Kinison, and um, Roseanne Barr, all on the same special. And Dice, and Dennis Miller. And Dice, exactly. And uh, what's his name? It was uh, Bill Maher, all those guys. Dude, he actually, one time, they, they said he, uh, he would show up to meetings, like pitch meetings and stuff, wearing a robe with his balls hanging out. Yeah. Like, he, he didn't give a fuck. Uh, I used to know a guy who was a writer for him for, for many years. And one time his mom, who was a big fan, came to the show and she's like, Oh, do you want to meet him? Do you want to? She's like, sure. And they go to the dress room, opens the door, and he opens the door in a robe with a joint hanging out, lit up. And it's like just standing naked with the robe over, like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, okay, yeah, come on, come on, come on. He's like, Rodney, can you just can you close the robe? I heard a story about him. Fraser told me a story about him, how, you know, up until he was like like 90 or 90, he was still doing open mics at the laugh factory to try out jokes, right? And he would go there and he was like could barely make it to the stage and like it was people had to assist him he could barely get through a joke right then he was headlining in vegas that week so Frazier was like sounds like brendan shaw i'm kidding i'm sorry i'm sorry that is not what i do i'm sorry i was waiting for you to do it i'm like where are you i look at you reading some shit i know i look at your read i'm like what is he looking at it the softball is in the air Okay, sorry. So Frazier said he went to go see him in Vegas that week. He's like, okay, this is going to be a disaster. The guy can barely move. They announce his name. He comes out there in a tuxedo like, hey, let me tell you. Fucking didn't miss a beat. Like, it was... He was, he was saving all the energy for when it counted. <laughs> he just... When it was go time, it was go time. It was like, you know, I, I heard... What a pro. I, I heard there's a new documentary uh, about that with Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Same thing. Tony Bennett, like, can't remember her name. Oh, my God, yes. But then when it's go time, it's go time. Uh, Did you guys ever hear the uh, Norm MacDonald story about uh, Rodney Dangerfield where he said that he was mad he was on Saturday Night Live and he had to rehearse. He said, I don't want to come to rehearse. I know my jokes. You know, I don't know. I don't want to come to dress rehearsal. Norm's like, well, I don't know. You just have to. And so he's, like, uh, telling Norm. He's like, man, I'll tell you what. He goes, TV is always just, just waiting around shit, man. You're always waiting around. You do movies. It's just shit. You know, you're always waiting around. It's just bullshit. He's like, remember I said this, man, stand up. That's what it's all about, stand up. And then he waited a couple minutes, told Norm McDonald, stand up is shit. <laughs> he tells uh, it much better than I do, but it's a great No, story. No, he, no, you're absolutely right, uh, uh, 100%. I mean, Rodney was a, he was one of my favorites, though. He, he was going door-to-door, a salesman, like, yeah. like while he was on The Tonight Show. Like, it was like, the, like someone was like, hey, you're the guy from TV. The funny thing about that is uh, I read in like Steve Martin's book, he said, you know, the myth was, like, everyone always says, you know, once you got on Johnny Carson, your career was made. You did Carson, it was it. And he's like, that was a complete myth. He, he, he did Carson 14 times, right? Yeah. And he did the 14th time, somebody came up to him at, like, the bank. An old lady was like, finally got recognized. She goes, you were that guy on TV last night. And he goes, yeah. She goes, yuck, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, Bellator. Uh, December 3rd, I believe it is. Um, it's Sergio Pettis. There's a guy who's awesome. He's uh, under the radar. He's fighting Haraguchi, who is uh, amazing. I mean, Haraguchi is a guy that, like, was, the, was their champion. Uh, I think he was the one champion, or the rising champion. Uh, he was in the UFC. He didn't get the props he did, but he's really good. 
Uh, Jeremy Kennedy is fighting Emmanuel Sanchez, another good fight. Um, Johnny Eblen, who's 9-0, and is a very underrated fighter out of uh, AK, uh, ATT. He's there. Kyle Crutchmer, who's a, like a four-time All-American wrestler, is fighting Oliver Enkamp. You know, that's on the undercard. I don't know why they put these guys on, on the undercard. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to say it, but, like, uh, they have well, – if it makes you feel any better, they're not going to get seen on the main card either. So it doesn't really matter where they're at. <laughs> December, December 4th, we got Fott versus Aldo. Uh, I don't know, man. Aldo's looking better with age. What's going on? How is this happening? I think, dude, I think he's even older than he claims he is, which is crazy. Because back in the day when they said he was 29, there were a lot of rumors he was really 35. Yeah. That he had lied about his age or something. And now he's got – I don't know what he says he is now, but he looks 50. So – um, not when he fights, but just uh, in general, like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's a, uh, it is, it's a really weird thing to see somebody peak when they get old, man. It's a strange, uh, like the older they, I don't know. It's strange. Now people saying that since COVID happened, Usada is not making the same type of, uh, impromptu visits. Uh, he lives in Brazil. They're known for their, uh, their good stuff. I mean, obviously yeah. I don't want to make allegations here. Uh, but do you think there's something to that? I think since USADA started canceling UFC fights that they've had it taken easier. I don't think it was COVID. I think the UFC finally realized that it's ridiculous to have USADA testing when no other pro sport does it. Like, if you had USADA testing in the NFL, you wouldn't even be able to field a team, man, like each week. Like, it's uh, – I think the UFC has backed off of it a lot because they're – I mean, they're paying USADA. It isn't like they're the Olympics and USADA's brought in independently or whatever. Like, they're paying them to do what they want. But uh, I know at the, at the beginning it was – somebody told me, I think, Nick or Nate Diaz told me he got checked seven times in the same day one time, like seven separate times. Like that came to his gym, and he had to pee like seven separate – or like six separate pees and one blood test all in the same day, like in Stockton or whatever. He's like, dude, this is – I'm not living my life like this. You know what dude, I mean? Like every – Yes, when I was at Fox Sports, they said they, 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 they all were not happy with Nick Diaz. They, I go, why? Yeah. They're like, they had to go film like the countdown special in Stockton. So they get there, and he's not there. So like he, yeah. yeah, at the gym the whole day, right? I thought then like he'll be at eleven, he'll be at one. Then Nate walks in, like, hey Nate, you know where Nick is? I don't know. <laughs> so his brother, <laughs> he's like, can you call? He's like, no. This happened yeah. for three days in a row. Then they went home. They're like, fuck. Them dudes, them dudes do not care, man. Like they don't. It's it's legit. It's not an act. They don't give a shit. Yeah. No, I I every every year I'm like Nate, want to do a. Uh, this is like the text we had. This is this is me and me and Nate Diaz text. Uh, I, I go, hey Nate, uh, what, this is it. Hey man, you wanna you wanna do a? Uh, I'm writing the sketches for the awards this year. By the way, we did one. We shot one yesterday. Went really well. Another one Friday. Uh, I, I would love to have you. He goes, as long as I'm the most boss pimp out of everyone. All the, all the fighters <laughs> are fucking. All, all the other fighters are some bitches except for my team. <laughs> 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 like, uh, <laughs> that's on brand that, that seems right Dude, one, one year I'm like hey Nate you want to uh, present an award he goes fuck yeah I want to win one too he wasn't nominated he hadn't fought in like three years right? <laughs> so, so then I was like I'm like can we give Nate an award <laughs> like, he hadn't fought in three years I go but don't you think he should get some I was like trying to get him to get some award <laughs> that's what make one up they're creating championship belts for Nate, like the BMF awards and awards. Like it's just everything for him is awesome. He's a great guy though, man. He's the not one. Him and Nick are the two nicest guys I've ever met in MMA, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. um, yeah. Nate is the kind of guy. Nate's the kind of dude that like, they don't get, I think that's, they're as real as they get. And I think if they like you, they're, they like, you're, you're like their friend, you know? Yeah. And if they don't like you, they'll fight you like on spot. Like they don't give. Well, Adam, was it you that told me that story about him that Nick got proposed something by a sponsor? I think oh, you yeah, told me. No. Yeah, no, yeah. That Lazy told me the story I, on the podcast a long time ago. How Nick's like, yo, Lazy, uh, I, I like, need some money. <laughs> Hook me up with a sponsor. <laughs> so he goes and gets this, like, like the, they get a meeting and there's, like, 20, like, executives. And it was back with, like, the, one of those, like, Boz Rutten, like, the things where you <laughs> punch everything. Yeah. Oh, he had those, like, like Boz Rutten fight things. <laughs> so they spent, like. 30 minutes doing like a PowerPoint presentation and this and that and how much money they're going to make. And Nick's just look, sitting there looking at it and they go, what do you think? And he's like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, honestly, people would only buy that because they fucking hate me. He goes, go talk to Jake Shields. He'll, he'll fucking do some dumb shit like this. <laughs> like <that. laughs> 
And Jake's like his best friend. He's like, like, yeah, dude, he doesn't give a I'll, shit. Nick, I'll tell you an awesome Jake Shields story. I have met or hung out with Jake Shields 15 separate times. And 15 out of 15, he did not recognize me. Each time he'd introduce himself. I'd be like, Jake, we've hung out like five times, man. Like Sean McCorley was like, oh, yeah, I'm in my bed. And yeah. after a while, I thought it was that, and as a specimen, you're highly recognizable. <laughs> you would—that's what you would think. Like it was like when I was in the UFC, you would think like you would like I'm more easy to remember than he would be because he's an average sized guy, you know. So I kept thinking like, but I would see him in Las Vegas. Like I'd be there to watch the fights or whatever, and somebody would uh, say, "It's Jake." I said, "Oh, I know Jake." He's like, "Hey, Jake Shields." Like shake my hand or whatever. I'm like, "Dude, we hung out last month for two hours at the affliction party." Like it's like. It was strange, a strange thing, man. I don't know. Dude, there's a lot of fighters that, like, are super, uh, I guess they call them red-pilled, you know? Like, they're just huge Republicans, uh, yeah. which, like I said, I'm in the middle, you know? I, I'm i not, like, I, I try to go, like, poly, you know, whatever, whatever. But it's the funniest. So, I'm like, 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 so Jake is, like, super, like, fighting with liberals all day long. He lives in San Francisco, which is a fucking right now. It's, hey, yeah, that's, like, that's where you want to be. Um, yeah, I was going to say, really settle in there with your people. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to say, Donald Trump Jr. on Instagram is the biggest troll. Do you ever, you ever follow his posts? No. Uh, I'm permanently banned on Twitter, so I don't Dude, see it, but I've Donald, heard. Donald Trump Jr. writes, like, whoever voted for Biden owes me gas money, right? That's like his <laughs> – then he goes – then he goes – then he, then he goes, really hurt. Does he even know how much gas actually costs? Like, like when was the last time he actually – Fueled up a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, then he posted. You see a lot of pictures out there of him at the Chevron filling up the tank. Like, come on. Dude, then he posts a picture of Trump giving Rittenhouse the Medal of Honor. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> wait, Trump Jr. did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh he, my gosh. And then he goes. Uh, then he has one guy going like the two guys that he killed. One guy goes, "I rape boys." The other guy goes, "I strangle women." And he goes, "We're Democrat heroes." <laughs> Like, like, dude, this is like, the, dude. And then for some reason, Kodak Black says, you know, the, the rapper, he says like, yeah. bring Trump back. So he he like puts Trump in a Kodak Black, uh, like with the hair. Like, <laughs> dude, uh, he, dude, he's, and then he has here, he has Kyle Rittenhouse giving uh, Biden a prostate exam on one of them. Like, <laughs> God, pull the old Misha tape. Greg, you got to dude. Then he has Kyle Rittenhouse like like cleaning up LeBron James's tears. This yeah, like, I saw that, dude. I mean, Greg, you got to admit he's a fucking troll and like a half. Uh, and then he writes like, I can admit that. Yes. And then he goes, <laughs> and he writes, "Is it true that you fucked around and found out the guy that lost one arm?" He goes, "That is correct." Uh, <laughs> Stupid. Like, <laughs> Did you guys see LeBron James punch that guy in the face the other night? Split his eye open. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. That he threw like a, well, it looked like it was supposed to be an elbow, but then caught it with his hand. It looked like yeah, I don't know. Missed. I put a uh, on my Instagram. It's great. I put a video. I edited in the Maury Povich audio, like where they say you're not the father, as the guy's running away trying to get away from the uh, people. You'd have to see it to understand, but it's very funny. Oh, I thought you were going to say you lost ten grand on that. I got you. No, problem. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. If I'm betting on Maury Povich, it's going to be a problem. Dude, then he goes liberals on their way to get the seventh booster shot, and it's like a fat woman, like on a huh. uh, So anyway, so but the but the fighters that like him, because they are Tiago Alves, uh, like it's a lot of uh, Marion Renault, uh, it's a lot of fighters that like love him, that are you know obviously like Tito Ortiz, um, but it's, it's people that like that like you wouldn't expect. Uh, I didn't expect Marion Renault to be a huge uh, Republican. But it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, where's he uh, from? What was that? She's from. Where's uh, he from? She, she, she's from uh, Belize. She oh, he said uh, Mario something. Yeah, Chris, Christos. Uh, no, that's me. Christos, yeah. I'm Mario. Christos. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of Brazilians like him, which is like. Uh, yeah, Brazilians are real anti, uh, anti uh, socialist. So. Yeah. That's what. Well, yeah. <laughs> this podcast can we just get back to adam hunter <laughs> accusing jose aldo of juicing can we just get back <laughs> to not. that uh, uh, sorry sorry what are we fucking talking about <laughs> why are you banned from instagram so no i'm banned from twitter oh, uh, okay. permanently because they warned me i would listen to him and then I started, uh, I found this lady that would say really racist stuff, like this black lady saying really racist stuff about white people, so I would just change the words white and black 
in everything she said and then screenshot what she said, like quote it and then post mine under it. And then they would suspend me, but not her. So basically I was like the reverse Martin Luther King Jr. trying to like uh, end uh, race. That is exactly how I would describe that. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> that is in yeah. no way an exaggeration. <laughs> Of your plight. Yes, yes. What you've endured at the hands of the Twitter sphere. <laughs> oh, how you doing, Sean? How you doing? <laughs> what an episode. All right. We really did it, guys. What an episode. <laughs> we got Clay Guida is fighting Leonardo Santos. Uh, I don't know how What old year? They're fighting December 4th. Can I tell you, I like Clay Guida. I've always liked Clay Guida. It's just like, I like Clay Guida when Clay Guida belonged as a UFC fighter. I mean, I just think he's, uh, I don't know. But although it's not like he's terrible. It's not like he's, you know, lost it. He's just, you know, of advanced age for a fight. If you like Clay, you should meet his brother, Jason. He's even more like Well, Clay has a business where you can go hunting with him and Chad Mendez. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you hunting? <laughs> this is, I don't like any of this. All right. So, uh, also, Matt Brown is fighting Brian Barbarena. Uh, this should be a good fight. Both that is a good fight. Fucking scrap. Uh, Cheyenne Buys, she's the girl that um, beat up her entire high school. Uh, there was like a bunch of bullies picking on her. So she went in and like hit, beat up like seven. It was like a karate fight. Beat up six girls, and then uh, she got suspended for that. So, so it was like, like a school uh, shooting, but hand to hand combat. So it was like Cobra Kai season two finale. Okay, <laughs> it was except one person, uh, Alonzo Menafield, uh, my boy Alonzo. Which which lineup are we looking at? I don't even know what you're talking about. Here. December fourth at the U. Oh, the Oliveira Poirier? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. The week before that. Oh, okay, the Aldo card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alonzo. I'm not seeing any of these fights on the on the card. It's an MMA junkie. He's okay, I think they're wrong again, bro. I'm not seeing it. First of all, on the UFC fight, the the prelims is down to two fights. No. So no. They, okay, so I, I guarantee. Trust me, Alonzo's fighting William Knight, who's uh, another like knockout artist, huge black dude, just fucking jacked. So is Alonzo. That should be a good fight. Uh, Mickey Gall is fighting Alex Moreno. Nicky Gall, he's back. I love it. Louis Smoka, I like his his wife's a battle rapper. Um, <laughs> really, he didn't have enough fighting in his life. Fighting <laughs> <laughs> Vince Morales, uh, and then Jake Jake Matthews, who's like see <coughs> when he was like seventeen years old from Australia. He's fighting Jeremiah Wells. This is like actually a good card. Jimmy Crute uh, is fighting Jamahal Hill. Uh, Gemma Hall Hill is like, uh, he's, that guy's really good. He's nicknamed is Sweet Dreams. Um, and he just, he just knocks people out, most of them. He lost to Paul Craig, but uh, Sweet Dreams. All right. And then finally, uh, quick predictions. Oliveira versus Poirier, December 11th. Who wins this fight? Mm. I'm going Poirier. Yeah, I think. I'm going to go with Greg because uh, yeah, I'm Poirier. always wrong. So, yeah, I'll go Poirier too. All right, Amanda Nunez. I'm, I'm going Poirier in this one. Uh, I think he's just on a different level right now. Uh, Amanda Nunez versus Pena. I think Nunez easily. I think so too. I hate to say that, but I just don't. I don't see anybody even on her level, like even a little bit. I think it's just yeah, Nunez all day. Pena all day. Uh, yes. Interesting. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, I like, Pe- I feel like I'm afraid that my like of Pena, it would be the only reason I would pick her. You know, I don't think she really, I, again, like McCorkle said, I don't think there's, uh, I think it's Nunez. I Easily. She's going to overlook Pena. Pena's going to come in and just steamroller and shock the world. She's got to be like a 20 to one, right? Now yeah, you're in time. Don't. I was going to say, now you're enticing him. He's going to go. That's it. He's going to put if money you want on him. to win, I'll just bet on Nunes. You guys got it. So. <gasps> please, please. All right. Put the so, house on. So, Greg, what do, we, what do we have coming up? Uh, what This Wednesday night, which is probably on Wednesday. This come out on Wednesday or Tuesday. It depends. But Wednesday night, if you're still in Los Angeles, you, you want to have a good time, I'll be doing the uh, Supernova fun, uh, comedy show in Hollywood. So you could just uh, you know, Google Supernova. You'll find them. 
in Hollywood. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, then I will be at uh, the Dirty 1230 in December. I want to say December 10th. Let me look at this. December. Uh, yeah, December 10. I'll be hanging out there in December. And then uh, New Year's Eve, I'll be at the comic strip in El Paso for, for New Year's Eve. I will be uh, in Las Vegas December 6th to the 12th at the, at the uh, Strat. Uh, December 6th to 12th at Strat. Um, so come see me uh, there. Uh, go to adamhuntercomedy.com uh, to see my whole schedule. And Adam Comedian. Sean, what do you got coming up? I will be at home because I'm not vaccinated and won't get. So that, my whole schedule is online, too. It's just me at home. So. That is hot. That I think is we're going to have outlawed fun in California yet. I thought that would be next. Like Greg said, you're going to have fun there. I don't know if that's allowed anymore in California. It's pretty much everything. It, it's only allowed in secret. Greg, you, you guys hate Gavin Newsom, right? Like even Democrats hate that Gavin Newsom out yeah. there, right? Or am I wrong? I, he's got to do something better. I mean, it's just crazy. It's madness. But I don't know, man. I think we give politicians. Too I don't much. love him. I don't love him. You know, I'm not like a big Gavin Newsom fan. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He did some stupid, douchey shit. There's no defending it. There's got to be something with the homeless people, though. Literally, I want you know, I want. Yeah, out no, the homeless situation is out of control. Really, I, I mean, and like literally, there's a guy sleeping in front of my house. Yeah, and, you know, I'm like, we just bought a house. We live in a nice, nice area. One time, I uh, was in New York, and there was a woman asking for change outside of a subway station, and she had her kids with her. Like, it, there was a baby and like two younger ones, and it was like, you know, like. 20 degrees out and i said how much do i have to give you right now to please take these children inside and she said a hundred dollars so i gave her a hundred dollars and she took the kids and she went inside and then i went to where i was going and then on the way back she was just right back out there on the fucking street and i was like god damn it i want my hundred dollars back but i do want you to spend it on the kids but jesus christ oh. greg do you want to come to dine tonight let me know i want to be there i'll be there i'm coming by tonight i'll definitely come by all right. So catch me at the okay. dime tonight uh, yes. with a good friend of mine, Adam Hunter. Yes. Uh, and if you're in town, good times will be had right there on Fairfax. All right. Take care, guys. You guys are the best. See ya. <laughs>